listening to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue talking with Marty Breeden today. Marty served as a deputy sheriff on the New Market Police Department in New Market, Virginia, since 2006. And in a near-death experience in 2015 where he code blue, uh, Marty got called by God. God uh, sucked him through a time tunnel in to talk with him, and we talked about that in the broadcast, the first broadcast. You can go there and hear all about it. And uh, in that encounter, he was actually called by God to to be a watchman, to really warn people, and he's led hundreds of people to the Lord as a result of that. And today, he's got a couple of more dreams that I think are very, very powerful. Marty, welcome back to the Prophecy Club. Stan, thank you so much. It's good to be back. I appreciate being on your show. I entitled, This Is Not a Drill. It was back in July 2018. In this dream, I found myself scurrying down the road with two American soldiers in what appeared to be like a Humvee. We were going very, very fast. I could see the look on the faces of the soldiers, and it was not a normal fear. It was a look of absolute abject terror. Then I heard come across the radio a very stern voice, and it said this, This is not a drill. Repeat. This is not a drill. Report to your post immediately and without delay. Then one soldier looked at the other soldier and said, Oh, my God, it's happening, isn't it? It's really honest-to-God happening. Now, those were their exact words. Then I heard another radio communication. I cannot recall if this was official or news media, and it said, We are now receiving credible reports of incoming missiles landing in and I won't mention it, but it was a major American city. I could then see missiles raining down in this city in great number, more than I could count. I saw the smoke of their burning and the city being turned into ash. I saw the people running, trying to escape, but there appeared to be no escape. I knew the strike was preemptive and not expected, and there were no warnings. Then I heard another radio transmission, and now we are receiving reports of the following cities seeing incoming missiles, and then I awoke. I know you don't want to tell the names of the cities, but I should go ahead and tell you that we've actually had several other speakers that have seen similar dreams. So in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So, yes, they have seen them, and they've also named off of those cities. So I would really appreciate it if you tell us the names of the cities. First was Seattle. also saw New York. I saw Los Angeles, and there were other cities. I saw in Florida, one hit right in the Midwest, and I can't recall which state it was, but I remember seeing one hit in Midwest. It, they were pinpoint accuracy. They were hitting very urban, highly populated areas. When Demetri Dudeman had the angel come to him in 1984, he said, get beside me. And he got beside him. And he says, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of like a cloud or something. And he took and showed him all of California, Las Vegas, New York, and Florida. He said, you see what I've shown you? He says, all of this is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. Doug Metzger, we had him in to speak, and he made a DVD, which you can, by the way, order at prophecyclub.com, or you can see it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. He said, I saw an, an ICBM, an intercontinental ballistic missile, with a red star on its side. The flag that I saw was North Korea's flag. I had this vision years before they said that they had a missile that could hit the United States. As the missile was in flight, it turned from a missile to a sword and back to a missile. And I saw, quote, 
sword of the Lord written on the side of the missile. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, sword of judgment towards America. The fact that I had this vision of the nation's flag before they had the technology to be able to launch a missile as they do now, he says, I believe that we are now in the season of our destruction. That's Doug Metzger. And there's been actually many other people that have seen visions of nuclear bombs hitting America. Let's go on and let you tell us the next vision now. On uh, August the 20th, uh, 2018, I had a dream last night that I was outside with my family, and we seemed to be enjoying good family time together. Then suddenly and unexpectedly and without any warning, there was a huge boom of thunder. It shook everything around us, including the ground upon which we stood, and the skies immediately became a bluish black, and they were very darkened. I recall thinking, I always watch for these things. This is so unexpected, and this came out of nowhere. Then it began to rain as if it were buckets of rain. There appeared to be immediate flooding within moments. Uh, there were several tornadoes swirling all around, and you could hear them, uh, but you could, all, you could only see them shortly due to the heavy rain, and the wind that was blowing was blowing at an unimaginable speed. Then, and most significant, was the lightning. It literally exploded with a huge boom right in front of my family. In fact, we actually seemed to have been hit. The colors were magnificent, and it produced colors that I had never seen before. Again, this shook the very foundations on the ground of which we were standing. Immediately, though, I realized that we were still alive. It was then that I heard a voice behind me say this, Turn and watch the two houses behind you. I turned around, and there was again that great crack of lightning and thunder, and it hit both houses directly. It literally turned them into black ashes in a second as if they were involved in a full structure fire. I had the deep sense in my heart through all of this chaotic stuff that there was a peace within my heart. The peace of God was in my heart, and we were well-preserved and spared, although the damage all around us was incalculable. Well, that reminds me of one, again, on Doug Metzger's DVD, and it's called Missile, Green Pellets, and Gas, 5-3-2017. I dreamed I was outside someone else's house. I spoke German, but I don't speak German. It was a moonless night, and I could see a silhouette of a small town by the light of the stars and the town lights. I saw what I thought was a shooting star. Then I realized it wasn't a star, it was a missile. The missile reached the top of some small mountain, turned straight up vertical from the pinnacle of the mountain, and then burst. The explosion was directly in the air above the whole town. I was stunned as it lit up the sky. Then I heard a secondary explosion, and I saw no visual explosion, but several smaller explosions. A few seconds later, it rained little dark gray metallic pellets all over the ground. I assumed that secondary explosions were probably canisters exploding, dispersing the pellets. I tiptoed back into the house so as not to step on the pellets. As I walked into the house, I turned to see the pellets, a growing mist of gas was rising from the pellets when exposed to the air. The gas was a greenish yellow and started to rise everywhere from the pellets. Nobody could hide from the gas. As I stepped into the house, a panic started to overcome the guests and the friends. The gas started to seep through the door and the outside doors and all the windows. All we knew is that we were in trouble and no one was going to escape. I didn't see the effects of the gas and then suddenly woke up. Then, 
probably one of the most famous visions that I have. And by the way, I have about 172 pages of dreams and visions from people I believe are hearing from God. And this one is from the famous evangelist A.C. Valdez. I'm going to skip part of it. He says, in 1929, I was preaching in Vancouver, British Columbia. And he goes to tell the story how he was in this meeting. And as he was preaching, he said, all of a sudden, the whole walls, ceiling, everything just faded out. He says, I looked up and I saw what answers to be the description of an ICBM, Intercontinental Ballistic Missile, just as real as any picture that you would see, or the real thing if you've ever seen those missiles in movies. It was just as real. You could look at it. It was right in front of you, two or three feet away, and I saw it. It was passing over a skim of clouds, not heavy clouds, but thin skim of clouds. I was standing on the side of this mountain, a residential district. As I was looking over into a bay area, I would it would appear like it was maybe Berkeley, as if you've ever been to Berkeley and the Berkeley Hills. He says, I saw looking into the Bay Area toward San Francisco. I saw the freeway. I don't say that it was an Oakland freeway because it wasn't there then. He says, I don't know where it was exactly. I saw this missile directed toward the city, and suddenly, being electronically controlled, no doubt, it plummeted right down in the city and then exploded. I saw a fireball, which answers to be the description of what I've seen in civil defense films, in the release of the first hydrogen bomb explosion. Now, this happened in 1929, but the atom was not split until 1932. Yet, I saw it as clear as you can see tonight. Even though there were no freeways there in 1929, I saw freeways. I saw them run and jump into the cars to escape, but there was no escape. After the aftermath of the explosion, I saw all of this in detail. God took me and whisked me across that area where the bomb hit in the midst of the huge metropolis. Nothing left. The center where it struck was molten, like molten glass. It wasn't, my friends, until I was carried away beyond the residential area that I began to see signs of debris. Now, let me pause. You see, when a nuclear bomb goes off, there's roughly 200 mile an hour winds. And about the only thing that survives those winds are like the chunks of concrete that they use for blocks to people to step up to go into their houses, the base of some of the chimneys, not the whole chimney, just the base, and then the trunk, if it's a large trunk, all of the branches, all of the leaves are all gone, just the trunk. Michael Boldea has seen this in some of the visions that he's been shown. However, this is interesting. I finally began to see signs of debris. Finally, I came to what appeared to be similar to like snow drifts, but they weren't snow. It was sand drifts. And he says it was against the fences in the buildings. And I saw piles of what looked like sand, but it wasn't sand. It was iron. It was like broom straw, only finer, much finer than broom straw. He says, I saw it in piles and patterns, everything completely destroyed. In other words, the first signs he saw was basically iron that has been turned into sand or like straws. That's the first thing he saw. Finally, way, way out, beyond what I felt was the residential area, I began to see signs of human beings, only in pieces at first, a torso, a head, hand, arm, 
legs, scattered around everywhere. The Spirit of the Lord carried me out further. I finally began to see signs of life. People were running. Everyone was blind. I didn't know in 1929 that if you're 35 miles away from the explosion and you just happen to be looking in the direction of that explosion, it is so bright you'll never see again. I didn't know that at that time. But everybody was blind, my friends. He said they were running and screaming and bumping into each other and running into fences and bouncing back and children were blind and screaming and crying out for their parents and their parents were screaming out for the children but they couldn't find each other. Then the further I went, the more confusion and the cries increased, my friends. Even tonight, while I'm speaking to you, I can hear those cries. I can hear those cries. Children, parents screaming, screaming out for one another. It was a terrible sight to behold. He says, if I live to be 10,000 years, I'll never be able to forget it. I can just close my eyes and I can see and hear those screams. I can see the terror. Finally, the Spirit of the Lord took me. I don't know how fast I was going, but I could see mountains, the hills passing before me came sweeping down before a large valley in the distance. I began to hear heavenly anthems, heavenly anthems. I could hear the hallelujahs and bass and tenor and soprano, alto voices blending together, the mass of humanity lifting together. I heard heavenly music, brothers and sisters. I came right down in the midst of God's people. It was like a Sunday worship service. While their hair was parted, nothing disturbed, no soil on their shirts, their clothes, Perfectly. Everything was perfectly in order, my friends. Faces clean, clothing clean, everything in order. The only word that I could use to describe was meticulous. Meticulous. Glory to God. It was like going to right into a church. Glory to God. What a wonderful thing. He said God had protected his people. Those people that refused to receive Jesus had received their just reward. But God had arranged his people to be out and away, that they were not touched. Now, brother, back to you, Marty Breeden. October 7th, 2018, and it appeared as though I was at my grandparents' house. I was enjoying time with my family, my wife and my girls. Then, once again, as in dreams past, suddenly there was a flash of what appeared to be lightning, and it seemed like the whole scene was just suddenly changed. And I was in a different place. I was with other people. But somehow I had become separated from my family. I found myself walking through a very strange area. I knew there had been a governmental change and everything was suddenly different. My every step, my every move, my every purchase was being observed by a surveillance system that I didn't even know existed. I saw troops that appeared to be far larger than that of a normal man. They appeared to be 10 feet tall in their military uniforms reminded me of what the World War II German Nazis were. I recall walking by one of the soldiers, and I realized they were not human. There was an armada of them everywhere, and they walked in lockstep that was machine-like, and they were very robotical in both appearance and in temperament. I would see them get orders, and I instinctively knew that these orders were being transmitted via digital technology. They would gather information go find their destination, and systematically they would respond together. It then appeared that a human lead soldier would speak with a group of people that had been rounded up and offer them a deal. And some would accept and be removed from the group, and those who refused were killed in various ways. Some were mocked before their death. Others were killed instantly. 
Then the soldiers would go back to their post and start their surveillance again, awaiting their orders. After seeing what had happened to the people who refused what the human lead soldier offered, I knew I needed to get out of there. I took off into a wooded area where I found a group of people that had been hidden away and escaped thus far. I could tell that although these people were weary and worn, they had the glory of God on their face. It appeared that these people dwelt in a huge wooden cabin. I remember that on occasion this group of people would go to resupply and were able to integrate in and seemed to be able to bypass, at least for a time, capture. They knew how to assimilate without compromise. I remember being thankful that my family was not there because I knew in my heart that they were taken to heaven. I also felt that it would only be a short time until I would join them. I remember speaking to one of the members of this group, and I asked them how they had survived, and he said that for some reason they had not been discovered yet, but if they were, they were prepared and that they would not compromise. I found this to be amazingly comforting. It seemed at this time that days went by, even weeks, and we just carried on with life as best we could. Then late one night, there was a thumping sound that was coming from the distance, a sound we had not heard before. We all made our way into the cabin. We looked out a window and saw that, indeed, there were soldiers marching toward us. I literally remember thinking that what I was feeling in my heart at the time was what the poor Jewish people must have felt as they were hiding from the Nazis as they came looking for them. There's really no words to describe that feeling. I recall, and I know this sounds odd, but the leader said he wanted to speak with us, but he could not come into the wooden cabin without our permission. There were dozens and dozens of people in the, ca in the cabin, and I recall they turned to me at one point and said, Marty, would you please speak with them? Feeling that I did not want to leave the safety of the cabin, I allowed the leader and one other to come and meet me, at the top floor. I recall as they made their way toward us inside the cabin, there was no fear, for we knew if we lived or if we died, it would be God's will. The leader walked up to me and held what appeared to be a bullet in his hand. He started to tell me the same story as I had heard him tell the group prior. I interrupted him and said, there is not one among us who will compromise, not one. He said, well, let me show you how to use this. Do you want me to show you how this works? I recall a strength and a resolve that I'd never felt before. It was supernatural. All I can recall next was smiling at him, and all I got out of my mouth was no compromise. Then that same flash of lightning came again. This time I recall that everyone in the cabin was ushered into the presence of God, and I awoke. Well, brother, that is powerful. Now, <clears throat> before we go any further, I want to, I want to remind you who you are in Christ. I'm not talking to Marty, brothers and sisters. I'm talking to you. Remember who you are in Christ. Because he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Meaning, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, the tares. Okay? You're only going to see it. I believe if you are walking in holiness before the Lord, he will protect you. It's not going to be with, with a pre-tree of rapture, but he is going to protect his own, unless, of course, you're like some people that get the highest reward, and then there are some people that will be given a great reward, the opportunity to give their life proclaiming Jesus Christ. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, 
Hi, because he has known my name, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. If we are walking in Christ, if we have Jesus in our heart, we're following his laws, then whatever happens, it's going to be okay. I want to say something else. So I've been studying prophecy 40 years, teaching it 35 years, doing a radio and TV program on it 25 years. And in all this time, neither me nor my wife or my children has ever had a dream like what you've heard today. I believe that some people are called and they're given these dreams to prepare them to prepare other people. And in our case, I I have no fear of the future. I really do not. I I have no fear of the future. I know God is going to be with me. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you you can't just grab everything on the the memo board and stick it on you. I know that there are websites out there that have all these prophecies and people go there and say, yeah, 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 that prophecy for me. Well, maybe not. Okay. But if you're in Christ, it's all going to be okay. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And it may be that you're one of those that's blessed with the opportunity to give your life for Christ. Maybe not. When Marty is talking about what appears to be some kind of a half-breed, an artificial intelligence, some kind of a super soldier there, that is talked about in Bible prophecy. Joel 2.2, a day of darkness, a day of gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. That's saying that this is near the time of Jesus returning. A fire devours before them. Behind them a flame burns. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, meaning they've got some kind of advanced weapon that can destroy anything they want to destroy. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses. Okay, so I want you to get a horse in your mind, because the next part of it will throw you off if you don't get a horse in your mind. The appearance of them is as a horse and as horse men. Okay, now what's a horse man? Is that just somebody that rides a horse? Well, it could be, but it also could be a half man, half horse. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains. Butter, 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 butter. Is that a helicopter? Shall they leap like the noise of a flame of fire devours before them? Stubble. As a strong people set in battle right. You see, this is describing the New World Order Army, the Antichrist Army that is going to come down to attack little Israel and the, and the Jews and the non-Jews, the Jews and the Christians that are living there, that most of them have moved out of the war-torn nations back to Israel at this point. Like the noise of the chariots on the tops of mountains, before their face, people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. Now that tells us that this is near the fourth vial when the sun gets seven times hotter, Isaiah 30, verse 26, and then it goes out, meaning that probably what happens, the sun gets seven times hotter and there's rays that come out of the sun just before it novas and goes out that turns all flesh on earth black. That's what it's saying. I'll read it again. Before their face, the people shall be much pained. Sun turns seven times darker, seven times hotter. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pain. All faces shall gather blackness, means all faces turn black. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. I believe it's talking about mutants. It's talking about half men, half fallen angels. Neither shall they thrust one another. They shall walk everyone in his own path. In other words, they follow orders. And when they fall on a sword, they shall not be wounded. 
Now, either that means that they have some kind of a coating on them that a sword won't penetrate, or, this is what I believe, I believe that the sword goes into them, they just stand up, pull the sword out, and they get instant healing. Well, Stan, why do you say that? Oh, I'll say that because Revelation says, and they shall desire to die, but death shall flee from them. So there's a time coming when people on the earth want to die, but they can't die, I believe. That just like Daniel says, they shall mingle their seed with the seed of men. I believe what will happen. See, the Antichrist does not like the fact that Jesus can offer people eternal life. And I believe that in these underground secret bases, they have already come up with a formula, an injection. They inject it, and it corrects your DNA. And they're going to say, if you take the mark of the beast, we're going to release all of these wonderful new, which have been suppressed, these new free energy devices, anti-gravity, and all these wonderful new things come and be a part of our new world order. And if you do, we'll also give you the injection. The injection will correct your DNA, heal you, so you can have instant healing and eternal life. In other words, he's going to be able to compete with Jesus. Problem is, you take that uh, that beast, you take that, that mark, you take that injection, and horrible malignant sores broke out upon people that had the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image, Revelation says. And that's the reason they can fall on a sword and they'll not be wounded. They'll, they'll seek death, but death will flee from them. They want to die, but they can't die. Meaning, brothers and sisters, I believe that this is going to happen in most of our lifetimes. If you're listening to my voice right now, and I'm not trying to scare you. Look, if you're a watchman, this is, this is thickening your skin. This is preparing your heart to be able to look into the eyes of someone that may be scared to death. Maybe they are crying. Maybe they're saying, please, please give me some kind of hope. And you're going to say, I'm sorry, lady. Hope is found in Jesus. Hope is found in eternal life. There is not hope on earth. Hope is in Jesus. If you want hope, you ask Jesus into your heart. Ask him into your heart. Look, it's not about building this kingdom. It's not about build or even making America great or making the world great. Jesus is coming to set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. And if you want to be in his kingdom, your name has to be in the book of life. If you want your name in the book of life, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't hurt. It's not painful. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ arose from the dead. Ask him verbally and tell someone else that you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and to be your Lord and your Savior and ask him to forgive your sins and you will have eternal life. Marty Breeden, we got just a second more. If they want to reach you, how do they reach you? They can find me on Facebook, Marty Breeden. They can contact me on Messenger or they can email me at NMPD, as in Nora, Mike, Paul, David, NMPD506 at gmail.com. And thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. It's the Can Opener Deliverance Conference. Christians using Jesus' name, setting the captives free, and equipping the saints. They've lived it. They know how to do it. No one has lived a perfect life, so everyone has issues and needs deliverance. Learn to discern the spirit and issues in you and your family's life and how to set them free. Saturday, October 20th, 1 to 5 p.m., Spirit of Prophecy Church, speakers Pastor Lou and Prophet Soon-He Young. Topics, Soon-He's going to give her amazing testimony to expose evil. Adverse child experiences. Lou will teach on shame, guilt, and self-condemnation. 
followed by corporate deliverance ministry. Preparation, come prayed and fasted up, expecting to be set free. No charge, no reservations are needed. Spirit of Prophecy Church, 2540K Avenue, Plano, Saturday, October 20th, 1 to 5 p.m. Saturday, October 20th, 1 to 5 p.m. See you there! Get my last two DVDs, Revelations on Revelation and Kings and Priests, both of them, three DVDs for a gift of just $40 at prophecyclub.com. Revelations on Revelation, 12 Revelations on Revelation, 12 tips on memorizing scripture. Jesus is not the primary message of Revelation. What is? My biggest revelation, the morning star and lots more. And Kings and Priests, what's the third woe? Who are the nations? Are all the saints kings and priests or some kings, some priests? What is the difference between kings and priests and much more? Both DVDs gift of $40 at prophecyclub.com. Revelations on Revelation, kings and priests. Prophecyclub.com, gift of $40. God will bless you. Brothers and sisters, God wants us to help his side win the battle for souls. The Prophecy Club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support.